Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. And if you don't have anything, anything to be thankful for, you think you don't have anything to be thankful for, remember you're here. Uh, you could be in a cemetery, could be in a hospital, five-star, ten-star hospital, but we don't care about no ten-star or a hundred-star. Thank God we're here, right? Let's give the Lord another praise offering. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray. Would you lift up your hand and let's just pray this morning. Father, we want to thank you for your presence. We want to thank you for your word and the promise that it will never, ever return void. And we thank you, Father, because your word changes lives. And we thank you, Father, because your word this morning is going to transform somebody. Somebody's going to get a hold of this. You'll jump over a million people to get to a person that will believe in you and, to, and will worship you. And we thank you, Father, for that one person this morning that will get a hold of this, uh, these principles and these laws. And, Father, put them to work in their life. And we thank you, Father, for uh, what you're about to do in this service and in the next service and this week and this month and next year. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise. And, Father, anything that is the kingdom of darkness, you've given, you've given us authority, authority over and power over all the power of the enemy. And, Father, you said that uh, we have authority to bind and to loosen. And, Father, we bind the enemy and anything that is a veil of darkness. Father, we command it to be removed from our understanding. And, Father, we command it to be thrown out of this place and away from us, for we ask it in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus. Let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering. Praise God. Well, you may be, you may be seated. Uh, we want to say up front that 2020 was a great year, right? If you believe that, let's give the Lord another praise arm because it was, a, it was a great year, right? I can look at some of you and the people that I know that had some faith. Uh, it was a great year. 2020 was a great year. But if 2020 uh, was not a great year for you, uh, and you struggle, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, uh, you have uh, four more days to redeem yourself. And, uh, and don't worry about uh, even the four days. Uh, we have a great year. So 2021 will be a much greater year than 2020, right? And it's going to be very, very powerful for us. Praise the Lord. But I just want to make sure that you understand, because I'm going to share some principles with you this morning that will help you understand uh, uh, the scripture that I'm going to give you. So I'm going to give you a scripture, then I, we're going to be able to give you some principles to be able to explain that. And uh, I want to make sure that everybody understands that it's not luck. Everybody say it's not luck. It's not luck. If you're looking for luck, uh, I, was, I was going to say go to the casino, but that's not luck, right? It's rigged, right? You can't win there. So you have to understand certain principles, and then not only understand them, but you have to carry these principles out. In other words, act on them. Be a doer. Somebody say, be a doer. Be a doer of the word. Carry them out, and I guarantee you'll have success in life. So once again, what I'm sharing with you is not luck. It's not theory. If you want to uh, have some theory, just go to a university. 
There's a lot of theory there, right? But uh, this is not theory. So uh, this morning, uh, we're going to declare this scripture, and this is found in uh, the chapter of the heroes and the heroines, heroines of faith. And the reason I'm sharing this is because the Bible says that all that has been written has been written for uh, as our examples. So when we find people, men and women of great faith, uh, they're there, and this it's been written so that you can become a person of great faith. So some of you say, well, I don't have great faith. Well, we're going to change that. Uh, lift up your hand and say, I am a person of great faith. Say that. I'm a person of great faith. Yes. And the greater your faith, uh, the greater the levels of uh, success you'll move in this life. Uh, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're going to go to Hebrews uh, and uh, Hebrews chapter 11. And once again, it's uh, Abraham. There's a number of people that have been uh, mentioned in the chapter, of, uh, chapter 11 of Hebrews. But uh, let's just cover uh, three verses. And then we're going to go uh, explaining these three verses this morning to show you how it can work in your life. So if it's just in the Bible, you know, if it's just stories, you know, we don't want stories. We're looking for something that will work in our life, right? We're looking for something that will function, work. I mean, if it's just in a book, a religion, who wants a religious book? We want something that will work for us. Uh, help us in our business, help us in our family, help us, uh, help us with our marriage, uh, whatever. So let's stand up and let's declare out loud Hebrews 11, verse 17 through 19. And once again, and you'll see it throughout this chapter, it says, It was by faith. Everybody said, It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, say, say this, had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac. Wow. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son uh, through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned. He reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back. To life again. In a, and in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. So let's read it again. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Uh, Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son Isaac, even though God had told him Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Praise God. Let's give the Lord a mighty praise offering for that. Praise God. <clears throat> uh, you may be seated. So I will be sharing a, a number of principles with you to, to explain uh, what happened in the life of Abraham. Now, if you uh, know anything about Abraham, uh, he, uh, he had an encounter with God at 75. So most people, he said, hey, just go sit somewhere 
Uh, it's over for you, 75, you know, it's time to retire. But uh, he got a hold of what God had offered him, and he went on to live another 100 years. But those uh, 100 years were extraordinary, extraordinary years of prosperity and great blessing. Not only uh, did he become the father of our faith, became the father of Israel, and through him, uh, not only was Israel born and multiplied and is still having an influence on people today, but also through whom the Messiah came. So, uh, number one, and you, we must understand this, the Bible speaks about the trial of our faith. Somebody say the trial of our faith. In other words, the testing of our faith. So, I want you to understand that every problem... Every problem, uh, every situation, and every challenge uh, in our life is the testing of our faith. Does everybody get that? Every situation, every problem, every challenge is the testing of our faith. Somebody say it's the testing of our faith. So once again, every trial, some of these things we have to repeat it, every trial, Every situation, uh, every, every challenge in our life is the trial of our faith, the testing of our faith. That's what the Bible speaks about in James and in 1 Peter. He talks about the trial of our faith, the testing of our faith. Uh, and some of you, perhaps just hearing this, you say, well, I don't want any problems. I don't want any problems. I don't want any challenges. I've had too many already. Well, if you don't want any challenges, problems, or situations in your life, then it's time for you to exit this world and go to heaven. You don't want any problems. But uh, our perspective on situations, problems, and challenges is this. Uh, the greater the problem, uh, the greater the victory. Somebody say, the greater the problem, the greater the victory. And if, if, and, and if it's a great victory, then much more glory to God, right? So if God gets the glory, then you're going to be promoted. Now, you know, uh, you can go around and tell somebody God healed you of a headache. Well, you know, that wasn't a big problem. Uh, but, and God will get some glory, but he's not going to get much glory. But if you go through a great problem in your life, a great challenge in your life, uh, then if you see it, and this is your perspective, it's the way you view things, see the world, that the greater the problem, much greater the victory, right? That's right. So much greater the victory. And some of you gone through things this year. You said, I've gone through some great problems. Well, you went through some great problems. Then you had great victory. Can you say amen? You thought you were going under, but you didn't. Praise God. Let's go. Let's give the Lord a great praise offering. So more glory to God than you're going to have uh, promotion in your life. And this is uh, what we're looking for, right? Promotion. Praise the Lord. So did everybody understand that? That's very important. So if you don't want problems, you don't want any challenges, well, it's time for you to leave, right? So, but we're going to have problems. We're going to have challenges. And we've gone through some challenges, but we can say uh, 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 with great assurance that this has been a great victory. Uh, uh, it's been a great victory, but we're going to have a much greater, much greater year in 2021. Say that with me. 2021 will be a, a year of much, much victory, a greater year. Can you say amen? Okay. 
Uh, and the reason we're speaking about faith, and that's, that's the calling of God upon my life. Every time I get up, I'm speaking faith. This is it. Uh, and uh, before I go into this, uh, and I'll explain this to you, I want to make a quick, a quick announcement that spiritual warfare class begins uh, uh, January the 12th. This is the new class. And 11 and 12. The 11th is the Spanish uh, uh, version, and then the English uh, will be uh, on uh, Tuesday, on uh, January the 12th. And uh, let me say that in June of this past year, I was praying. How many of you know we need to pray, right? That's so important because you get connected to the Spirit of God. If you're not a praying Christian, you're going to have a hard time in this life. And if you're not a word prayer, you have to pray. Take time. Discipline your life. Uh, reserve some time to pray. Well, anyway, uh, it was in June that God spoke to me. Uh, I was here in the sanctuary, and God spoke to me. And he said, I want you to start a uh, spiritual, spiritual warfare class. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, we've already been teaching that, and we taught that before. But God told me, I want you to teach it this way. It's going to be a training not just a class or lecture, none of that stuff. It's going to be a training course. I want you to train these people because they're going to need, uh, they're going to need some help. So I want you to train these people. Uh, so it's uh, really a 70-day class, and I don't meet with you 70 days, but I'll meet with you 10 times during those 70 days. But it's a 70-day class because you do something every day. And by the time you get to the uh, 63rd day of, uh, of the class, uh, uh, patterns, uh, thought patterns and habits begin to break down and you'll form other ones and your life begins to change. Can you say amen? And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what is the good, acceptable and the perfect will of God. Uh, we have to renew that. And nobody's going to do that for you. You say, well, I hope my wife does that for me. She can't. So I hope God does it. God's not going to do that for you. Well, anyway, uh, since uh, July, I've already had eight classes, eight classes, eight spiritual warfare classes. I just got with it, just got with it and took some steps and, and doors started opening and then it opened in Roswell. So uh, this, uh, we have two here in, in Hobbs and one in Roswell, uh, so we've done eight classes. So uh, in the near future, we'll have five classes every week. Uh, I mean, I would have ten. I would have ten if, uh, if there were enough days of the week, right? But we only have seven days. i got to rest one day at least. So we go for, uh, I go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, hopefully it'll be, uh, it's going to be Friday. So uh, in the coming days, uh, we'll have two uh, classes on uh, uh, here in Hobbs. We'll have two in Roswell, and then we'll have one in Rio Doso. So that's five. So we'll have five classes every week. Uh, so hopefully we'll raise a great army. A grassroot revival. Can you say amen? amen. With, because spiritual warfare is a training and it's a fundamental class that will help you understand life and help you understand everything else, understand the Bible. So it's very, very powerful. So uh, the reason I'm speaking about faith, number one, is because of Hebrews 11.6. If you look up on the screen, it says, and it is what? impossible. That's Hebrews eleven six. 6. 
It's impossible to what? To please God without faith. Anyone that uh, wants to what? Come. Somebody say, come to him. Must believe that God exists and that he rewards. So in that verse, it's important that you focus on every word. And especially a couple of words here. Uh, come to him and he rewards those that sincerely seek him. Can you say amen? So that's a very, very powerful uh, principle in law that we have to understand. That without faith it's impossible. You just better just forget about it. That's why it is the most important subject in the Bible. Faith. It must be, right? So without faith it's impossible to please him. So if it's impossible to please him, well, just shut the Bible, right? If you're not going to have faith. But uh, number two principle that I want to share with you is that, uh, and this must be cemented. And uh, she'll put it up here on the screen, and it's the source of reliable information. You have to get this. So I'm going to repeat it a couple of times because it's very, very important. The source of reliable information is... CNN, wrong, wrong, CBS, wrong, Fox, any of that. It's, uh, you got you to gotta understand, it's lies, right? Uh, it's a business. And the more lies they can, uh, in a narrative that they can uh, put out there, they'll have more of a following. So, in uh, exaggerations. So, the source of, uh, of reliable, somebody says, the source of reliable information is what? It's the Word of God. That must be cemented, and you got to see it, read it, and repeat it. Let's say it again. The source of reliable information is what? The Word of God. Say it again. The source of reliable information is the Word of God. Why is the Bible the source of reliable information? Because God cannot lie. Somebody say, God cannot lie. Um, all men are liars, the Bible says, <laughs> right? That's right, and you've, you've lied too. So all men are liars, and people lie. Now, wouldn't you think that the uh, secular world, are they going to come up with truth? They're not going to come up with truth. It's lies. So don't listen to that junk. The source of reliable information, you've got to get this cemented. As you cross over into 2021, you've got to understand this. That the source of reliable information is the Word of God. Can you say amen? For example, Psalms 91.10. Remember that? Psalms 91.10. Maybe it's a favor to all of you, the whole Psalms. Well, in Psalms 91.10, the Bible says that uh, no plague will come near your dwelling place. Because the Bible is the source of reliable information. That is not our opinion. That is not my opinion. That is what God said. He said no plague. He's talking about your house, right? No plague will come near your dwelling place. And if it's not coming near my dwelling place, uh, much less to the house of God. Can you say amen? Now, I know I heard the girl, and she said, don't go to the worship church. The plague is there. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's plagues over there where she's at. But the plague is not here. Give the Lord a great praise offering. There's no... There's no COVID here. If no COVID is in my house, how can it be in God's house? Right? That don't even make sense. See, it's over there. It's over here. Well, if it's, if it's coming over here, it'll die at the door. Right? It'll die at the door. Uh, or when you shake hands with me, it's going to die. 
is going to die. So uh, that is the, the truth, right? That's right. It's not my opinion. So if he said no plague will come near our dwelling place, that means that I'm exempt, right? He said, oh, Pastor, you're not exempt. How could that be? It's not logical. Well, it may not be logical, but it's, it's uh, biblical, right? In his Bible sense, right? No, uh, it will not come near your dwelling place. So on day one, day one that I heard, he said, there's a plague from China coming our way. Well, immediately I said, Psalm 91.10, no plague will come near my dwelling place. So it hasn't. It hasn't. Said, Pastor, you've been hiding in the basement, right? No, I haven't been. I've been among among people, hugging and touching and uh, greeting people, but no plague will come near my dwelling place. Can you say, man? Say that. No plague will come near my dwelling. Do you believe that? You believe that? That's the source of reliable information. Give the Lord a great praise offer if you believe that. Praise God. Praise God. And we could go on with scriptures, like uh, scriptures that you know. Psalms 23, uh, 23, 1. The Lord is what? My shepherd. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I have, I have all my needs met, or I shall not want. That's true or it's not true. He is the source of reliable information. Say, well, there's a crisis coming, economic crisis. Well, it may come. It's in the world, but it's not going to come near my dwelling place. I will not go, go through any kind of crisis in my life because the Lord is my shepherd. And he's going to meet every need, and you're going to pay all your deals, all your bills. You're going to pay all your debts. You're going to pay your house. You're going to pay your cars out. You're going to pay your credit cards. You're going to pay everything. You will be debt-free. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give the Lord another great praise offering for that. Praise God. So... Uh, once again, I'm going to just give you some principles. You understand the scripture we just read about Abraham, right? So another principle is uh, Romans 4.21. In Romans 21, we have to understand up front what faith is. And I know people try to complicate this, but it's not complicated. When God says without faith it's impossible to please, please him, then you've got to understand what faith is all about. Can you say amen? you got to understand faith. you got to understand what it is. And I know we have a lot of people, and I've heard a lot of people in my time, that will try to use human terminology to explain what God said. But we don't need that. Now, look at real carefully at Romans 4.21. And it's speaking about Abraham, the one we just shared with you. And the Bible says him being fully what? Convinced. Somebody say fully convinced. In the King James, New King James, but in the uh, King James, they're fully persuaded. So faith is just this, that you are fully persuaded that God, uh, that what God has promised, he is also able to perform. Can you say amen? That's, that's faith. You are fully convinced that what God has promised in his Bible, in his word, that he has the power to perform it. Can you say amen? That's what faith is. So uh, uh, we can understand that everyone can have faith. Now, once again, we have to understand that we were created in God's image. 
So when we look at Genesis 126, uh, 128, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5:23, we find out that God has created us in his image, image, right? And in his likeness, say that, likeness and image. Say it again, uh, likeness and image. We were created, everybody was created in his image and his likeness. And that's very important because uh, everyone has the capacity to believe. Hello, everybody. If you and I were created in God's image, God made us so that we could believe in him. Now, he, uh, he made us so that when we hear something, we can believe it or not believe it. So some of you, this past year, you believe what the governor said, right? That all this junk is coming your way, right? Don't go to church because the plague is there. <laughs> all this kind of crazy stuff. And it just went on and on and on, right? Shut down the economy, uh, uh, bankrupt the, the state. It's already in bank, uh, bankruptcy. But uh, 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 because we have the ability or the capacity to believe, right? What you hear, uh, and if you'll continually hear it, you will in time believe that, right? So we got to be careful what we hear. So God made us in his image and his likeness, right? And everyone has the capacity to believe. Say this with me. Everybody has the capacity to believe. Some people say, I just cannot believe. That's a lie because uh, when you hear things, you believe it or not believe it, right? So we believe things every day. There's something we don't believe. So God made us in his image and uh, his likeness to believe and not believe. So here's a good scripture because, listen, if we were unable to believe or didn't have the capacity to believe God, right, then uh, God would be unjust because he says that people that do not have faith, they, he's going to condemn them. And if people don't have the capacity to believe and God condemns them, then we can accuse him that he's an unjust God, right? So how can he condemn people that cannot believe. No, everybody can believe, right? When they hear the gospel, every person can believe it, right? Now lift your hand and say, I believe it. That's right. So faith is being fully persuaded, fully convinced that what God has promised, he's able to perform. Can you say amen? Now look at Mark 16, which explains this. Mark 16, verse 15 through 16. And he said unto them, go into the world and preach what? The gospel of every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he that does not believe will be condemned. So God says uh, everybody can believe. If you don't believe it, you'll be condemned. If you don't, uh, if you don't believe during your, life to, uh, your time here on, on planet Earth and accept the gospel and accept Jesus, your personal Savior, you will be condemned to hell. That's what the Bible says. But thank God the good news is everybody can believe. Can you say amen? If I believed when I was nine years of age, I mean, and what does a nine-year-old boy know? Not much, right? But if I believed at nine, you can believe it. Can you say amen? Give the Lord another praise offering. Praise God. Number two, talking about faith. Every believer has faith. Say that with me. Every believer has faith. Now, everybody in the world has the capacity to believe, but every believer has faith. 
And I, I've had people come to me that are Christians. They come to me and say, Pastor, I don't have no faith. Well, my answer to them is to get saved. Right? You're not saved. Because everybody that is born again has uh, faith. Because when you're born again, you receive the Spirit of God into your heart. God himself comes inside of you. You are recreated. You become a new creation. And when he comes there, he gives us the measure of faith. Right? And then not only the measure of faith, but he puts love there. So we can have faith and everything uh, uh, and uh, our faith functions because of love. Right? That's right. So uh, did you understand that? That all of us have faith. Say with me, I have faith. Now I want you to say this morning boldly, I'm going to have great faith. That's right. I want you to say that. I'm going to have great faith. That's so important. That's so important because your life depends on it, right? So uh, the next principle I want to share with you is that faith is not an abstract concept. It's not, right? So uh, once again, uh, people trying to explain faith using uh, human terminology says, Faith is this. I've heard people say this. Uh, pastor is like taking a step in the dark. That could be, uh, that, that's, uh, there's nothing could be further from the truth. Stepping into the dark, that's faith. No, uh, faith has to do with the integrity. Has to do with the integrity of the divine person of our heavenly father. Can you say amen? If you, if you say I have faith in my dad. Or I have faith in my mom. We're talking about a person there. We're talking about the integrity of that person. Can you say amen? It's not abstract. We're talking about that person. I have faith in my dad. In other words, you're saying his word is gold. Right? That's right. My dad, when he says something, uh, you can go to the bank. I mean, he, uh, he, he'll, he'll not lie to me. He, uh, it's gold. His word is gold. So when we talk about God, we know he can't lie, right? So when we're talking about faith, we're talking about the integrity of the divine person of our heavenly father. Can you say amen? Come on, let's give the Lord a great praise of him for that. Praise God. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, you've read that one uh, 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 over and over. It says, now faith is the what? Substance. I like what the Spanish version says. It says, certeza, the certainty. Faith is the certainty of things that you hope for. That's what faith is. It's the certainty. You said, I know it's coming. I know it's coming. See, because faith is based on the integrity of the one who said it. Can you say amen? No plague will come near our dwelling place. No plague. Somebody say no plague. You got to believe that. And if we don't believe Psalm 9110, then get the rest of the Bible and throw it away. Right? Because the rest of it doesn't mean anything. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence. Wow. The evidence. It's the evidence of things not seen. Can you say amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. I love the word. Can you say amen? So when we have uh, true faith, somebody say true faith, here's another principle explaining uh, uh, Abraham in a few moments. True faith always declares and speaks. When you have faith, you're going to start talking. Hello. You're going to start talking. 
And you'll say scriptures like Philippians 4.13. Remember that one? Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say that with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You see, when you have faith, you're going to start talking. Talking about God in uh, Romans 4.17 uh, the Bible says, he calls those things which be not. He calls those things which be not as though they were. God calls them because he's a faith God. And when you have faith in his word, you're going to declare it. Say, Pastor, no, I got symptoms. I got this. My leg hurts. Well, who cares? By his stripes, we were healed. Can you say amen? You, you have to declare that. Hallelujah. Has nothing to do with symptoms or anything else. Well, everybody's saying, I don't care what they're saying. Everybody has an opinion. I have an opinion. But my opinion doesn't mean much. So I, I really don't share my opinion with people because it, it is my opinion, right? So who wants to hear my opinion? You have one too, right? That don't mean anything. But when we declare what God declared, then it's not our opinion. When we say no plague will come, you say, who told you that, Pastor? No plague will come near you. Well, God did. Argue with him, right? Go talk to him. He said it, right? He's the source of reliable information. Can you say amen? Praise God. So uh, uh, when you have true faith, you're going to start talking. Say, no, Pastor, I'm not going to say it until I see it. Well, you'll never see it. Because they don't work that way. Faith is the certainty. It is the substance of, of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Can you say amen? When you, when you believe it and you're fully persuaded, then you say, uh, I'm fully persuaded that what God said, I'm basing it on his integrity. The God that cannot lie. The God of the universe. Can you say Amen. The God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm believing him. And because he said it, I know it's going to come to pass in my life. Hallelujah. So we go to Philippians 4.19. Remember that? And my God shall supply what? All my needs. You start declaring that before the year's up. I'm not going to be lacking. I'm not going to be living, struggling, barely getting by. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to live that way. I'm going to start having success. I'm a child of God. Can you say amen? I'm not going to live that way. And if you're looking around here and all this other garbage, right, uh, you'll start believing that, that trash. And then I like uh, Ephesians 3.20. And my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power of the works in us. Can you say amen? Uh, let's say it again. Uh, now to him that is able to do what? abundantly all wow all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us that's faith man that's faith you see why these people made the uh became heroes and heroines of faith in uh hebrews 11 it's not difficult it's not difficult if you know the person right just like your dad you have faith in my dad <laughs> see that's not difficult right I know my dad wouldn't lie to me. My mom wouldn't lie to me. Uh, their word is gold, right? How much more is God's word? You got to believe that, right? That's right. If you want to live in health, you better believe God's word. Uh, you say, well, uh, I'll go to the doctor. I have a great doctor. You could die 
with that doctor, right? That's right. We've got to trust God's word. Praise God. Let's give the Lord another great praise offering. Praise the Lord. So did you, did you understand some of these principles this morning? Very important. These got to be cemented in your heart and in your life. And especially the source of reliable information is God's word. You got to get that cemented in your life. And if you, if you didn't have faith in 2020, don't worry about it. <laughs> Say, Pastor, I got sick with the rest of them. <laughs> I didn't have any faith. I kept hearing the governor say over and over, you know. Uh, over and over, I kept hearing her and hearing her. After a while, I believed her. Well, we got to quit believing. She's got to do her job. She's not saved. She's not born again. We need to pray for her. But uh, we need to believe God's word. Can you say amen? amen. That's right, God's word. Uh, we're going to believe that. So let's go back to the scripture. Back to uh, now that we understand these principles, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 17 through 19. And it says, uh, and it, says uh, it was by faith. Somebody say it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac. Why did he offer his son? By faith. At this time, because it's relating to the story in Genesis 22. Listen real carefully. When he offered his son, Abraham was about 125. And Isaac was about 25 years of age at that time. So he was already a man. All right. And the Bible says that he offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son. He was ready. He was ready. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, God, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. He said, I am so fully persuaded, fully convinced. God told me to slay my son. I'm going to slay him. And I know uh, because of what God said about my son Isaac that he's the heir, heir of everything, that he's going to raise him up again. <laughs> That's faith. Unwavering faith in what God has said. That's the kind of faith you've got to have. And you're going to have great faith. He said, yes, everybody's saying this and this and this. But what did God say? And if God said it, wow, that'll take you across. That'll promote you. Can you say amen? That'll take you way up. That'll bless you this year and all the years of your life. How many of you expect to be blessed all the years of your life from now on? Give the Lord a great praise arm for that. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, now I'm finishing this up now. Uh, Genesis 22, because in Hebrews, what we just read, it's speaking about what happened in the Old Testament. And all this was written for your good, for, uh, for your blessing. Everybody understand that? So that you could be the same kind of person and, and receive the same kind of blessing. Uh, Genesis 22, 1 through 19. Now, listen real carefully. He says, sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Your faith will be tested. It will be. It will be. Challenges, problems, situations in your life. Uh, 
uh, whether uh, it, it's, your faith will be tested. 2020 tested your faith to see where you were at. You didn't know where you were at, right? But after it was tested, he said, I thought I was way up here, but I'm down here. And some of you that were, thought you were here, you were up here. Isn't that wonderful? And once you pass it, you have to pass it. And in God's school, it's not like public school. In God's school, if you don't pass, you stay. And you stay, and he'll give you the test the second time and the third time. And, and you keep on taking the test until you pass it. Every level in God has a test. Right? Because every level uh, of your life uh, ha uh, is a place where God gives you and reveals his, his perfect will. So God will promote you. And he can only promote you if you pass the test. Otherwise, if he gave you something beforehand, and, uh, you would not be ready for it. And it would ruin you, right? Some of you say, well, I want $100,000 right now or a million. That million will ruin you. But if you get ready for it, 20 million would not hurt you. Or 50 million. Or a big, beautiful house or whatever. It would not ruin you. But you have to be ready for things. God wants the best for his children. We are the heirs of God. Somebody say, we're the heirs of God. Does everybody understand that? We're the heirs of God. And that means that it belongs to you already. It already belongs to you. But God's not going to hand it over until you can pass the test. Everybody understand that? Okay, so sometime later, God tested Abraham's. Let's, let's read it quickly. God said, yes. He replied, here I am. He said, take your son, your only son, yet, uh, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, your only son whom you love, and go to the land of where? Moriah. The land of Moriah is this. Listen real carefully. Uh, we call it, uh, they call it mountains, but uh, we're used to the Rockies, right? It's not mountains, it's hills. So uh, these are the hills of Jerusalem. Uh, these are the, uh, the land of Moriah or the hills. Somebody say the hills of Jerusalem. Included in the mountains uh, or the hills of Jerusalem is Mount Calvary. So we believe because uh, Isaac is a type and this is a type that I, uh, Abraham took uh, Isaac to Mount Calvary. And there he was going to sacrifice his son at Mount Calvary, right? Okay, he said, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering, set upon and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, somebody say on the third day. And I don't think he consulted with uh, Sarah about uh, sacrificing the son. Can you imagine how that would have been? He said, uh, Sarah, uh, we waited 100 years to get this son. Now uh, God told me to go. He said, you're crazy. You're not going out there. You, a lot of times when God tells you, you can't tell, tell other people. People say, you're crazy, man. You're crazy, right? I would have been crazy. Tell Sarah, I'm going to sacrifice. And said, no, you're not, right? You're not going to sacrifice. You're crazy. Uh, you heard the devil, something. But you didn't. You didn't hear God, right? On the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place. Somebody say the place. The place in the distance. Stay here with the donkeys, Abraham told the servants. The boy, now listen, this is very important. The boy and I will travel a little further. We will worship there, and then we will come right back. 
we will come right back. He said, you stay right here. He said, why? Why are you going up? He said, you stay right here. We're going up the mountain. Don't worry. We're coming back. That's why in Hebrew he said he believed that once he's sacrament, God's going to raise him up again. Praise God. We will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offerings on Isaac's shoulders while he, uh, while he himself carried the, uh, the fire and the knife as the two of them walked on, on together. Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, we have the fire and the wood, the boy uh, said, but where is the lamb or the sheep for the burnt offerings? God will provide a lamb for the burnt offerings, my son. Abraham answered, and they both walked on together. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac, he really believed, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on your son. On the boy, the angel said, do not hurt him in any way, for now I know. See, you don't know how much faith you have till you're tested. You don't know how much faith you have. People say, I have faith. Okay. Let's go through 2021. Let's start having some faith. Let's believe God. He said, now I know that you will truly, uh, that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called the place Jehovah Jireh. Somebody say Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Somebody say it out loud. The Lord will provide. Somebody say the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Somebody lift your hand and say, the Lord will provide. The Lord's going to provide this year. Say it again. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. Here it comes now. When you pass your tests, listen to me now. You're moving to the next level. Now, isn't it sad? I'm not talking about any of you here, but isn't it sad to find Christians 20, 30 years in church and they haven't moved from level one? They're the same persons that you met 20 years ago. Same old faith, no faith, right? Little faith. They haven't grown because during a test they uh, murmured and complained and said, well, I hate problems. Well, God allowed these problems so that you could pass them. Can you say amen? And it's to, to promote you. The greater the problem, uh, the greater the victory. Say that with me. The greater the problem, the greater the victory. And greater the glory. And then after God gets the glory, he'll promote you. Right? So the angel, the second time, uh, called out to Abraham. This is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld your son, even your only son, I swear by my own name. That's powerful. God said, I swear by my own name, I will certainly bless you now. And I will multiply your descendants upon number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. 
How many of you say, today, my children will be mighty upon the earth? Lift your hand, my, my children will be mighty upon the earth. Say it again, my, my children. Yes, God's, God's uh, children should not be a bunch of drug addicts, a bunch of perverted people. Can you imagine raising up a bunch of kids? They're all perverted. They're all whore, uh, whoremonging. And they're, uh, they're drunkards and alcoholics and get divorced ten times and all that kind of junk. No, your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies. Praise God. Hallelujah. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. All because, all because, all because, all because you passed the test. All because you obeyed me. That's right. He said, Pastor, I flunked my exam. I flunked my test. Well, you'll get another chance to pass it if you're on grade three. I said, well, will God just promote me regardless? No. This ain't New Mexico schools. Right? That's right. That's right. And then he said, then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba, where Abraham continued to live. Praise God. Hallelujah. Did you get it this morning? That's it. You're going to be a person of great faith. Let's stand up and let's begin to worship God this morning. Stand up and just worship God with all your heart. Now, just forget about who's around you now. Just begin to thank God. Thank God. And I want you to say with me, COVID-19 or any other plague, say it. Will not come near my dwelling place. Say it. What if other plagues come in the future? Huh? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? You're going to stand on Psalms 9110. And if you didn't pass the test this time, don't worry about it. You're going to grow in faith. You're going to grow in faith. Praise God. This morning, I want you to begin to pray for your family in faith. Begin to pray for your family. And begin to declare yourself victorious and an overcomer. And for just a quick moment, I want you to begin to think about what you want to accomplish by the end of February. Somebody say the end of February. This will give you some time now. But this is not luck. You're going to have to uh, follow through in due diligence. Due diligence on your part. But if you'll get into the word and if you'll get into prayer, this is so basic, so but so powerful. If you'll get into prayer, into the word of God, you'll get to know God, get to know his word that you'll stand and, and your faith will increase and increase. You'll, your life will be from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from uh, triumph to triumph. Praise God. Father, today we come against every disease and every sickness because your word does not lie. Your word says, by his stripes we were healed. Somebody say, we were healed. Say it again, we were healed. In other words, if we were, we are. We are healed. 
Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We are healed. Who satisfies our mouth with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagle. Psalms 112, blessed is the man that feareth the Lord and delighteth greatly in his commandments. His children will be mighty upon the earth and wealth and riches will be in his house. That's what the word of God says. He, the source of reliable information is God's word. It's not all that noise and all these people and all their opinions. You have an opinion. Everybody has an opinion. But it has little significance. But God's opinion is what counts. And that's what you've got to be cemented in for the rest of your life. Would you raise your hand and let's declare Jesus is Lord now. Raise your hand and say, I declare today that Jesus is Lord of my life. Say it, Jesus is Lord of my life. Say it again, Jesus is Lord of my life. Say it, Jesus is Lord of my life. Father, come into my life. Change me, make me a new person. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that God raised him from the dead. Thank you, Father. And I declare myself blessed and my family blessed. Now, what are you going to accomplish by the end of February? What are you going to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish by the end of February? It's not luck now. What do you want to accomplish? Say, Pastor, I want to turn my business around by uh, end of February. I want to accomplish this. You see, faith is the certainty of things hoped for. What are you hoping for? We believe that it's going to turn around for you in Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus.